Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How would you like to get your brand and an advert for it gently teased into the earphones of 100,000 highly engaged listeners, both within this show and promoting our partnership across Acast's other hit podcasts? Well, you can. We will even get creative and make the ad for you. Contact us through producerpool.co.uk and we will tell you all about the available sponsorship offers. Today on Fantasy 5, it's Germany versus Italy. For our Euro specials, The Noise Next Door will create European-themed five-a-side football teams against a stand-up comedy guest who will be representing their actual country. Both sides will be using characters from fiction, history or real life, as long as they hail from the appropriate nation. We'll also see what happens when these teams battle it out on the pitch. National pride is on the line. My name is Tom, this is Robin and we are today's pundits. Hello, Tom and I will be providing criticism and insight into the manager's lineups. And later, as always, we're going to be in charge of the commentary for today's match highlights. Today, as I said at the beginning, we will be joined by a special guest. It is none other than Christian Schulterloh, representing Germany. Christian, welcome to the podcast. Danke schön. Guten Tag. Christian will be uh, speaking in German the entire time, so if you're not ready for that, uh, good luck. Um, It's not true. He also speaks English. Uh, (laughs) Christian, welcome. Um, Thanks for joining us. I'm looking forward to this. We are looking forward to having you. I guess the the first question uh, that the listeners will want to know is just how German are you? (laughs) Do you want to see the paperwork? (laughs) This is Brexit Britain, Christian, so uh, I'm I'm afraid we will have to insist. (laughs) Right. So I don't know if it's 100%, but I think it's seven-eighths of me are German. So one great-grandmother was uh, French, uh, which obviously in the current football climate is in addition to our skills. (laughs) Whereabouts were you? Were you born in Germany, Christian? I was born in Germany, in the very west, close to the Dutch border. And uh, and obviously, in the actual Euro competition this year, this coming year, how do you how do you rate Germany's chances? What do you think? Well, after being defeated six uh, nil by uh, Spain <laughs> recently, and after having been kicked out um, the last World Cup in Russia, I think we'll do quite well. We can only do better than those two, <laughs> and uh, we'll be fine. I th- I think we've got a good team. We don't have the best defense, but we'll we'll do okay. We're starting against France. Then we're going to play Portugal. So I think it's only going to work in our favor to get the the two giants out of the way first and then destroy (laughs) Hungary. Absolutely. And listen, it doesn't matter how the real Germany team does because you're creating the fantasy one today. And it's going to be much stronger, we can only assume. 
Well, depending depending on the discipline, I would say yes. But uh, they're going to be very strong, indeed. And going up against Christian, it's Noise Next Door member Sam. Sam, how are you? Grazie tolazzo, buon pomeriggio. As chance would have it, ordinarily, you know, we can't guarantee that Noise Next Door members will be representing a country they have anything to do with. But Sam Pacelli mm. is obviously quite Italian, aren't you, Sam? Uh, I, I don't quite have the seven apes. I've I've got one half. No, I've got I've got yeah, a, a full half. Totally more, more than I have English, in fact. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I've got an more I- Italian and, than English. What a- yeah, I've got an Irish nan and an English grandfather, and then two two Italian grandparents. So yeah, it's a good half. An Irish nan sounds like it would be a delicious cocktail. Um, Sam, <laughs> just for just for the same sort of thing as we did with Christian, where are your family from in Italy? Where are you based? Um, most of my family are from well, originally from from Napoli, and uh, and then they my immediate family moved to uh, uh, Casino Monte Casino, which is known as like one of the big big battles in the Second World War, where the Allies defeated the Germans. And it will be the same oh, again wow. today. We're, fi- we're five minutes into the podcast and you're bringing it up already. <laughs> it's just, yeah. just well, facts, just facts that happened. I was asked the question and I just answered it with honesty. You answered it with something. Ladies and gentlemen, you've met the managers. Uh, you, you've got a rough idea of what's about to happen. It's Germany versus Italy. We've, shots have already been fired. We're about to move on to hear the teams. Uh, however, if you haven't heard all of Germany and Italy's history, there might be uh, some spoilers for what's already happened in the real world. Uh, spoilers aren't going to be an issue in this episode, he says, having no idea what's about to happen. I would like to say, though, you could head over to iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify. Uh, make sure you follow the podcast. And if you can, rate it, review it and tell your friends. We'd love more people to listen. Without further ado, it's time for those fantasy fives. So, Christian, we are starting with you. You are in Team Germany. You're the boss. Who's your first pick? What's what's your what's your first pick on the team sheet? Hang on, you're saying I'm only in Team Germany? I thought I am Team Germany. You are Team Germany. You are in charge. You're the boss, the manager. You are Team okay, Germany. Good, good, good. That sounds much better. <laughs> um, well, obviously, you can imagine as a German picking only five players for a massive tournament is difficult. You know, we, we've got an infinite <laughs> supply of world class players, obviously. Yeah. And um, finding five amongst 83 million is obviously it's impossible. <laughs> let's be honest. Absolutely impossible. I could have named anybody else. We would have done equally well. Um, now, I've got a question um up front. Do these five players have to be alive still? Absolutely, absolutely not. not. No. No, we've we. You could have uh, if you were playing Team Mongolia, Genghis Khan would be a very good shout. So yeah, yeah, you can have whoever you want, past, present, history, whatever you like. Great. The sort of rules are Christian for for picking is that you get to say sort of the state of life that they're in. So you know you could have you could have a player from the prime of their life. If you think they'll be better as an older man or an older lady, then you can have that as well. Whatever you fancy. Right. So early Jesus and late Elvis would be <laughs> exactly exactly correct. Probably the picks. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Well, I uh, I like it because this is very German, isn't it? Like checking the rules first and making sure I won't break them. So uh, <laughs> I didn't want to say. I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> Look, so um, yeah, I picked five men. I must say, I know the obvious choice that everybody's expecting is Angela Merkel to be um, represented at least once <laughs> in my team. Mm. But I decided to go with five men because obviously there's one FIFA rule, isn't there? And that is that uh, genders can't mix and mingle. So um, 
I'm doing it according to uh, FIFA rules. Everything else, obviously, is um, not following any rules because, as we all know, FIFA loves any kind of bullshit. So I think we're, we're, we're doing the right thing. So obviously, my goalkeeper. Now, I thought this through quite well, I think, um, because most people make this mistake, right? They put the best goalkeeper into their goal. And I think that's just a rookie mistake. Obviously, you have to have the right, right mindset as a goalkeeper. That's way more important than skills. You have to have a really, really good mindset. So I decided to put Immanuel Kant, the philosopher, into my goal. I hope that word is wow. allowed on the uh, on the podcast. Nothing wrong with Immanuel Kant. Uh, that's right. That is fine. I mean, it's close to the line, but <laughs> also I was talking about the word philosopher. But um, anyway, so. <laughs> Immanuel Kant will be my goalkeeper because we all know the uh, categorical imperative. He said that um, don't do to other people what you don't want them to do to you. So who would be a better goalkeeper? You can't score against the guy because <laughs> you don't want to get scored against. That's, that is some solid logic there. That's, I mean, he would have loved basically it. guaranteed at least a draw, haven't you? <laughs> right, exactly. Is it possibly the best reasoning we've had on any Fantasy Five pick so far to date? For I think it is. It might well be. Yeah. It's very good. You, philosophy. No one was expecting it. We got excited when we heard his name, but it's a philosophical pick. I'm, I'm delighted. Oh, great! I'm glad. And wait for the other four. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, let's go next with the um, with the centre back. Obviously, a crucial role in any football team. My centre-back, who is a person, a very famous German, who actually, well, clearly was born in Germany, but he died in London. Ooh. Narrows it down to a few. And I'm not talking die in terms of a comedian who doesn't survive the five minutes of the gong show. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, was it you, mate? Are you, are you picking yourself? For this? <laughs> <laughs> I've died in London so many times. <laughs> he died in London and um, he's, well, he's Karl Marx, another great thinker. Wow, you've got a very thoughtful team here. It's going to change soon, don't worry. <laughs> Karl Marx, I think, we're, well, a philosopher, a great thinker. A, I think we can call him a Marxist. Yeah, I think that's probably fair to say. Um, and, um, and any particular reasons for, for Marx in defence? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I clear, as a German, I believe that um, defenders have to work hard. And who, if not Marx, believes that hard work does pay off? Yeah, you're right. And he's very good at man-to-man marxing. <laughs> Plus, he's got, he's got the beard. He's got the defender beard, you know, like every good Italian defender in the 80s. He's got this massive beard. So, yeah, he intimidates. Is that going to play into his, into his game plan other than just a look? Is he going to be, you know, hopefully, you know, catching the ball in his beard? It's big enough, I would say. I reckon he could. I reckon <laughs> oh, if you yeah. kicked a football at Karl Marx's beard, it wouldn't hit him in the neck. Discuss. <laughs> No, you could also, he could have never been assassinated or anything. It's just nothing would get close to him. Exactly. You can't <laughs> strangle a man. You can't strangle him if you can't get to his neck. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Karl Marx would be my, my centre-back. Just the one centre-back back there? So goalie centre-back? It's only five players, isn't it? So uh, yeah. it's quite limited. It very limited indeed. Some people go for a more defensive, uh, but listen, you've got such a thoughtful back two there that I, I, maybe you don't need it. Who, who else have you got? I mean, you could always place Engels next to Marx just in case, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. no, but uh, okay, we, we'll, we'll stop being so kind of like heady. We're, we're, we're going to be a little bit more accessible, I think. With the rest of the oh no, we're not actually. We're not <laughs> looking at the list of players. It's <laughs> going to get worse. Look down at list. Oh no. <laughs> All right, so well, let's 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 go to the uh, defensive midfielder again. A very crucial role um, mm. in every kind of like German team or Italian team of the past 
very, very important role. And it's going to be my player coach. So I'm not going to manage the team. I'm going to have a player oh. coach. Oh, I like it. Because, yeah, I want to have some, some time off during the tournament. You, what, to, <laughs> you just to sit in the sands and watch or just to go and have a, have a drink by the pool? What's, what's, <laughs> what's Christian's manager style? <laughs> I, I'd probably go for the pool, really. Yeah. I totally, <laughs> totally trust Emmanuel Kant and Karl Marx and the other three to do well. They don't yeah. need me. <laughs> you've got you've got to be so confident in your team to just not even be. I mean, if you go to the pool, presumably not even in necessarily the country that the games are happening in. I, I mean, I'm <laughs> right. very impressed with your pick so far, but I, I'm not massively enthralled with your management style. I'll be honest, but let's see, <laughs> let's see how it goes with the player coach. Well, yeah, wait until you hear this one. Now, the player coach is going to be well. He's not going to be as smart as Guardiola thinks he is, but um, <laughs> he's going to get close. I picked the smartest guy. I could find in the German history book to be my player coach. And that obviously is Albert Einstein. Uh, I mean, yeah. you, it's, it's hard. It's hard to deny Einstein's genius. I, I mean, is, is his particular field of study useful um, in, in football? Uh, well, he can what, always what? tell you why you conceded the goal. So as a player manager, once you've conceded, he can, he's going to be very good at analysing what went wrong, you know. So the why, not necessarily but how to fix it, but just what happened exactly. To leave it to oh, the others yeah. to fix the problem. <laughs> Plus, he said the greatest thing ever, right? He said that the definition of insanity is to try the same thing over and over and expect different results. And I mean, that is football, isn't it? I mean, that's clearly <laughs> football philosophy. We keep kicking the ball. Why don't we just pick it up? It's really going to change now. So because you can't just think it's not enough. No, you're right. But before we move on to the thinking, I just want a special mention as well. Obviously, we spent a bit of time talking about Karl Marx's beard. And uh, Einstein's got the hair, hasn't he? He's got that troll doll hair, which, um, again, I just think is going to be useful. But certainly for the sponsorship, you're going to get some good head and shoulders, some good, you know, some grooming products are going to be involved in your sponsorship deals, which is going to going to play well for the finances of the team, I reckon. Oh, yeah. And imagine selling the image rights to one of those dodgy companies in the Cayman Islands. We've got the best looking and most iconic team ever, you know? Yeah, the mustache wax. Oh, that's what you're going to get. Oh, yeah. Big, big old Einstein's mustache. Love it. I'm just, I'm wondering if, because his, obviously, EM equals MC squared was his big, that was his revelation, wasn't it? And it's about relativity and, and energy and mass and stuff being the same. Do you suppose his mastery of energy and mass will mean that his, like, long passes are going to be perfectly weighted because he knows exactly how energy and mass equal <laughs> I don't know what EMC squared means enough but I'm pretty sure it's energy and mass I don't know what the c is something about the speed of light I think yeah it's the velocity of light yeah so I just think that just sounds like he's going to be really good at passing because he knows the exact mechanics of how the universe works oh he's going to be yeah. so quick imagine getting close to the speed of light as a player <laughs> that's pace that yeah. is significant pace true facts that if you can understand that that theory then you can run at the speed of light it's really, uh, it's really amazing <laughs> but, uh, frankly it's amazing that with Einstein we think about the theory and not the fact that he could run at the speed of light guys <laughs> yeah how, how did people always not mention that I don't know and um, then Obviously, he will always say the same thing after every game. He will just say, uh, we did relatively well, he will say. <laughs> and I think that's okay. <laughs> that's a very measured German response, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I also think that, you know, you've mentioned there his, his passing ability. Uh, Karl Marx is going to love that. He's going to love everyone having a go, isn't he? He's going to want everyone to have an exactly <laughs> equal go. That's going to be great. Good synergy oh, yeah. there between those two. Absolute, absolute team player, Karl Marx, definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah, Wants yeah, everybody yeah. else to do well. It's just perfect. 
<laughs> but now we're going to add a little element of kind of like, I would say, almost art and um, contemporary entertainment, let's say, because mm. we can't just go or travel into the past and be all thinky and, you know, too smart about everything. We want like a, a, a heads-on approach. And that's my central midfielder. And as we call them in Germany, we say he's the director of the game, you know, so we would compare them to a director of a uh, well of a film of a movie in this case because my pick for central midfielder is going to be Roland Emmerich the uh, Hollywood director yes uh and Emmerich so this these are big blockbusters we're talking here he he's big game big game Roland that's what they call him <laughs> yeah um and well he will turn every game into a disaster for the opponent mm-hmm Right, listen, yes. for the un- uninitiated, myself included, talk me through, I'm not good with names of directors and things, so what? tell me what Roland Emmerich directed. Well, he directed all the disaster films, like The Day After Tomorrow. Oh, all of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he does it, sometimes does it under a different name, but um, it's always been him. Oh, yeah. okay, right, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Like Independence Day, um, that was, that's the one I always think of first. 2012. Like Godzilla was him. 2012. Yeah, 2012. Well, he really does have a does really have a, a brand which he likes to stick to, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. The problem is, uh, the problem that I thought about is like including him into the team is probably going to be a recipe for disaster. And I don't think that's good. <laughs> but if, no. you, if you flip it and you make it all about, it's a disaster for them because he directs the disaster, doesn't he? So he can right. sort of target the disaster where he wants to send it. It's true. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd say like, you... Like a mage. Like a proper mage. Like, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. firing out disaster beams. I'm pretty sure that's how directing films works. <laughs> yeah, you've upped the chances of a tidal wave happening at least 10 times, I would say, <laughs> by, uh, by having this pick. How entertaining would that be? We're going to extra time, guys, and then <laughs> the big one is coming. Sadly, the world has ended again, thanks to Roland. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I fear that compared to his teammates... He's not going to have the biggest career in terms of like, you know, marketing and, and kind of image rights and all that. It's just going to be a guy. I mean, you've got three iconic people and then a guy, just a guy. Yeah, but I think that's the, the, un, being underestimated is, can, can be valuable, can't it? You know, uh, I'm sure mm. that Sam's Italians are probably not going to recognize Roland Emmerich just by looking at him. They're not going to they're not going to be prepared for the level of disaster that he can bring to a situation. <laughs> and they're going to be all focused on Einstein and Marx, yeah. and because they know they are dangerous, and then they exactly. don't see it coming. That's true. Yeah, like they don't notice the meteor that he's uh, he's called in yeah. to, to <laughs> slam into their backs. I love it. Didn't he also uh, direct Stargate? I'm 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 worried that your goal might just be a Stargate. So it looks like I've scored, <laughs> but the ball's just gone to a different dimension. Terrible. <laughs> to a different World Cup. Imagine the <laughs> yeah. ball is going to like to the World Cup 1986. Uh, Well, listen, uh, Fantasy Five rules are that you can have uh, an accessory. So if you would like your goal to be a Stargate, we're happy to allow it. Um, Oh, yeah, that that makes you invincible, isn't it? You're going to win every World Cup to come. Not just this one, but every World Cup to come. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And every World Cup has already happened. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Apart from the one in 1986, where all of the goals that ever happened go to the German goal in 1986, and that's it. (laughs) There's like a horrible 50-0 loss because every future goal is going there. And you know what? I think think it's going to happen at one point that somebody will invent this, and that will then eventually have explained the 7-1 victory that Germany cost to uh, Brazil. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I mean, Roland Emmerich's provided a surprising twist to the German team. We thought we were getting pretty thoughtful, but now we've just got tornadoes and meteors and alien invasions. It's exciting. <laughs> oh, well, we're very down to earth with him, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he also do Godzilla? But that's, that's, oh, I think he did, yeah. Giant Godzilla stomping around. I'm ter- <laughs> this, is, this is the most powerful pick of all so far. I'm terrified of him. <laughs> yeah, and you say, and he's, he's only 18, guys, you know, and he has to show his papers. So everybody's like, oh, this guy's way older than 18. No way he's a youth player. And you're like, no, no, he's 18. All right, so we've got four, four strong picks mm. already. I, I mean, I'm very excited, almost nervous for Sam. Who's up front? Who have you got as a striker? Now, there was a clue. I, I, I did hide a little clue earlier Ooh. about who the fifth player could be when I said, for now, it's all very down to earth, and that's going to change. <laughs> is, there a, is there a German astronaut? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a good pick. I think you could, you could, you, you're on the right path for sure. This guy is very well connected, and he's got contacts in higher places, I would say. Ooh. Oh, so an aviator of some sort. Uh, nah. I just no, immediately thought pilot. Jesus. <laughs> German Jesus. Keep going. Keep keep going. Oh, is there a Pope? The retired Pope. Uh, oh, Rat, Ratzinger? Is it- yeah, yeah, yeah. Cardinal Josef Ratzinger. I mean, how could you sound more German than that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you said it, it was beautiful. Uh, oh, yeah. If you so- sounded more German than Ratzinger, you would be Austrian. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing more German than a German is an Austrian. <laughs> right. The Pope. Okay, so is it Pope Benedict, or is it Cardinal Ratzinger? Is it is it is it post poping or pre poping? No, it would always be post post poping. And he's, <laughs> but, but I mean, there. I mean, name a better character than a retired Pope. I mean, that sounds like <laughs> out of a fantasy game, doesn't it? Just so good, a retired Pope. Because normally popes can't retire, can they? Nobody knew you could. No. He, re- he was the first one to read the small print in the contract. <laughs> <laughs> Which could cause some problems for you as a manager. You know, he's reading the contract. He's reading all the tiny little small print. So if there's any release clauses, he is going to know about them and he's going to be gone. As soon as soon as he can, he's gone. <laughs> but it's just for his nation. This isn't some <laughs> club team. This is um, the national well, team of yeah, Germany but- of all time. When he was the Pope, it was for his actual God. But did he? He was tired. He wanted to go to the garden and do some potting. So. Right. If you if if you quit on your on your God, I mean, you can't really expect any kind of loyalty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In a real world scenario. So well, clearly, I don't have to. I don't have. I don't think I have to explain why the Pope is going to be my striker. I think it's so obvious. A retired Pope as a striker. I mean, come on. What else can you ask for? So you're looking for divine intervention here, is what? Oh I, yeah. I mean, you're assuming. Let's be honest, you're assuming that the Catholics have got it right and that, and that he's going to just call down the power of God on high to help them win the game. Is that, is that accurate? Everything Roland Emmerich can't do, he can. So, <laughs> you know, we'll, he's going to pave the way. Emmerich is going to pave the way and then the Pope is going to finish it off. Plus, he doesn't just have the hand of God. He's got it all. He's got the foot of God, the head of God. <laughs> I mean <laughs> the body of Christ. Yeah. And so <laughs> instead of instead of like Lucas Aid, you can just they can just all drink like holy water. So that's that's giving that power to everybody. I don't know how I don't know what Kant uh, Marx or Einstein's view on God was. I, I'm not 100% certain what their view was, but my only worry mm. there would be that the synergy might be off a little bit. You've got a, a man of science and a man of religion. Um oh, are you worried about of that? Of course. Of course, that's why I've, I've mapped this out perfectly. I put Immanuel Kant, who was very skeptical about religion, obviously, 
as far away from the Pope as possible into the goal. It's not a coincidence because I would know they would constantly argue on the pitch, you know, and you can't really, especially in a big tournament, you can't have that. No, agreed, agreed. Otherwise, you end up like Cameroon, Cameroon in 2014, just constant fighting on the pitch, you know. We all know how that ended. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, was, it, was it Marx that said religion is the opiate of the masses? Was that not one of his big quotes? Yeah, that was that's, him. That's, yeah. I think that's the only Marx quote that I recall off the top of my head. Sorry, so I, I'm just worried bringing, there's going to be infighting. Yeah, the Pope is bringing heroin. Is that what you're saying? He's bringing actual. <laughs> he's bringing heroin with him. The Pope is bringing some no. god heroin just to help everybody through some mass opiates. Love it, you idiot. <laughs> also, 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 look. Think about this. So the the they they might be skeptical. You know, like Marx might be skeptical about religion, and Kant might be might be, and even Einstein, obviously. But um, I mean, who could be more skeptical than somebody you? Who retired from being the Pope? You know, I mean, that is the defi- the new definition of being skeptical about religion is like just retiring from the top position. Yeah, like like he 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 woke up one day in the Vatican and went, ah, this isn't for me actually. This is a sack of shit. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah, great. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, solid picks across the board. The the disaster element. You've got a very thoughtful back three. Mm. That that yeah. that little group at the. Yeah, that's that's very thoughtful. And then the affront to a much more aggressive attack, and you've got Jesus and disaster on your side. Mm. Um, have, you, have, you, have you got any subs or anyone else that we should know about that's working within the team? Have you got anyone else you considered but didn't quite make the grade, just, just so we've got the full picture of this German lineup? Honestly, no, because if you look at this team, how could you ever take one of them off? I mean, even when they're injured, they would still be better than anybody else, you know? <laughs> I love it. All right then, Christian, that's great. Talk us through one final time, as quick as you can, your Fantasy Five. My Fantasy Five are, um, well, the goalkeeper is Immanuel Kant, obviously. We know the reasons, plus we love the name. Then the (laughs) centre-back is Karl Marx, um, who believes in hard labour and hard work, so it's going to be like a very intense defence. Then we've got the defensive midfielder, Albert Einstein, who thinks it's all relative and we're going to be relatively <laughs> successful. Then we've got Roland Emmerich, our recipe for disaster as a central midfielder, plus the underestimated guy who nobody knows and recognizes. And then we've got, as a striker, the former Pope, Benedict Sixteenth, and the uh, top goal scorer of the next tournament with, uh, with very, very good connections and a lot of friends in high places. <laughs> Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Christian's German team. We'll be back after a short break for Sam's Italian Stallions. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping 
and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com ACAST. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. Welcome back. It's time for Sam. It's time for Italy. What have we got? Well, I'm looking forward to my Italian team today, especially having heard the Germans. It's quite an ageing team from the Germans. Quite quite <laughs> old. A retired Pope. Uh, you know, up top they've got someone in their 90s. So I'm feeling <laughs> quietly caught. Co- the Stargate was the most terrifying. And I, and I brought that to the party. But, <laughs> but I'm going to start with my team. I'm going to start in goal. And uh, my goalkeeper is going to be uh, Galileo, Galileo Galilei. Um, he, if you don't know who he is, he's he's an Italian. You should, for starters, he's a, <laughs> an, an astronomer, a physicist, engineer. Uh, so he <laughs> he has been described as the father of observational astronomy, the father of modern physics, the father of scientific method, and the father of modern science. What I'm saying is he's Einstein's daddy. So <laughs> good luck with that. Um, so you said you said you're playing against an aging team, and your first player is a is a quadruple father. Oh well, <laughs> he's a great great grandfather. Um, but yeah, he so he um he he's the guy who concluded that the Earth goes round the sun. So I think mm. this is important as a goalkeeper not to be ball watching. He knows where the balls are at all times. Really important. Um, and you just think he's gonna have he's gonna have an eye for a pass because he knows that the ball you know the ball the ball is gonna circumnavigate him is what I'm saying. Mm. I, I didn't describe this very well, but he's in no. goal. So <laughs> the ball is circumnavigating him, so he can't stand on the goal line then because if it goes, well, if it goes no, around, it goes him, around it'll go in. If it shoots towards him, gravity happens and it goes round. <laughs> so because Galileo didn't discover gravity, gravity. I'm not 100% understanding what you're saying here, Sam. Me neither, Tom. But the important <laughs> thing is, is that he also improved military compasses. And um, yeah, so you, yeah, he improved military compasses. So you know that the attack feel reassured and know their positions when he is, uh, is, is in between the sticks. Yeah, you should have opened <laughs> oh, with that, right. mate. That's better because yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I got a little bit carried away with the uh, earth going around the sun. Yeah. Is that yeah. a metaphor? I'm... Um, I'm I'm concer- I'm actually concerned about that about the meteor you know the uh, astronomy side of Galileo and the reason I'm concerned about it is we know that obviously the German team has got both Ro- Roland Emmerich and well technically God on their side and is he not going to be confused <laughs> if just out of nowhere a meteor is summoned whether it's nah. God or Roland nobody well, no. knows is that not going to be like Cause holy he, shit what's that he's got a telescope Robin famously he can see these things oh, coming from coming. miles away. Yeah. <laughs> if a meteor's coming, he's there with his, his 16th century telescope. Oh, guys, guys, there's, there's a meteor coming. And then they're like, oh, that okay. That would be such a good penalty shootout. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a penalty shootout. So you're pitching a goalkeeper that's going to spend a lot of his time looking up at the sky with his telescope. Well, yeah, when he's not on the ball. Yeah, when, when the right. ball's at the other end of the pitch. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, Absolutely. there is good reasoning there, but I do I do worry that God is going to do num- do a number on Galileo. All right, okay, yeah, nice. Ni- well, nice I'd be interested pick. to see what the ref thinks about this because the God himself isn't German, is he? 
unless unless my well, we don't know yet. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yet. We don't. I know wonder if yet. he represents any nation. If he represents any nation, it's going to be Italy, mate. It's <laughs> well, no, the listen, heart of Catholicism. I, I, I'm going to, as referee for this match, I'm going to, I'm going to hold my uh, my judgment until I've heard the rest of your team. If you have got an, a, a different retired pope on your team, then I'll, I'll fine because <laughs> listen, then it's a battle of the popes, isn't it? And who bloody knows who's going to win that one? Well, um, there, I mean, there's a there's a few of them. Gregory the Twelfth. Have you got him on your team? No, but I'm tempted to now. <laughs> He's on the bench. He's on the bench. Gregory right, the 12th. Okay. Abdicated in 1415. Boom. Also, Sam, this is a weird side note, but am I not right in thinking that you are distantly related to a pope? Uh, yes, that is true. Oh dear, uh, Which Christian, doesn't sound does well. true. <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean, maybe I could just put me on the pitch. Thoughts? That sounds like something. Well, we do, we know yeah. Sam that you are a captain average sportsman, aren't you? That's your thing. Is you're you're yeah. neither good nor bad at any sport. So that is true. Uh, yeah. I I am genuinely uh, distantly related to Pope Pius the Twelfth. There you so. go. Pretty cool fact about Sam, everyone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not in my All team right. though. Didn't make it. No. <laughs> Galileo. So Galileo in goal. In Galileo. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. well, who's, who's next? Ooh. Right. <laughs> I've got I've got an issue with uh, with Italians in general. There's, there, it's full of midfielders, so I am I am inventing a new formation. Oh, massive! Ooh. It's the rotating diamond, uh, <laughs> and it and it it features a defensive midfielder, two central midfielders, and an attacking midfielder, and they they might just rotate a little bit. So it is so, kind of like defender, two midfielder, striker, but they're but a little not. bit closer together. But it's not it's quite that. It's four yet. midfielders. <laughs> yeah. This right. is almost Matt diamond. Grant level of, uh, of of formation planning, and I'm into no, it. No, he knew several <laughs> actual football words. It's nothing like Matt. Uh, <laughs> let's, Sam. Let, well, let's. Who have you got? Who, who's your first pick in this rotating midfield diamond? Well, uh, defensive midfielder. I've gone for Marco Polo. Um, mm-hmm. This is this is the guy who, uh, as a European, effectively discovered mo- or the first European to journey eastwards. Um, so he is my marauding midfielder. I've got two words for you: Ingolo Kante. That's what he is. That's it. You're not the only one with a cunt on the pitch. Um, <laughs> very well travelled. He gets across that. He get, he's going to get across that pitch. He's incredibly well travelled. Uh, he travelled sure to is. China or Mongolia. Look, Japan. Sam, I do. Sorry, Sam, I do have to pour some water into your uh, beautiful Italian wine. But um, <laughs> I went to Croatia about 10 years ago to a beautiful little island called Korčula. And people there are convinced that Marco Polo was born in Korčula. And oh, I'm with dear. the Croatians on this, you know. I think you're actually <laughs> breaking FIFA rules and you're just implementing a player that ha- doesn't actually have your nationality. Um, well, you could be born. I was born in England, but I'm still I'm still uh, more Italian than I am English. Also, he was born in Venice. So let's move on. I will. <laughs> so, is it just, so just one one island of Croats believes that he was born there? How much how much tourism is there? As the referee on this, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it. I'm gonna say Marco Polo, absolutely fine. Even if it's dual nationality, even if mum was Croatian, dad's Italian, I'm gonna allow it because I think Italy normally get the plaudits of being Marco Polo. I think. But who knows? Maybe there'll be a riot of Croatians uh, in the fixture today. I mean, later in the series, we do have special guest Alex Petrovic, who mm. will be representing Croatia. So if he tries to start Marco Polo, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> it's going to be a fight. Is what's going to happen. Right, Sam, sorry. <laughs> right, nationality aside, Marco Polo. 
But very, yeah, very well traveled. He was the first European to travel the Silk Road, so he's got some silky mm. skills in the uh, <laughs> in the heart of the midfield. Um, also, uh, if if you don't know, you're like, oh no, who do I pass to? Where do I go? Where's Where's Marco? Marco, Perlo. He, he's going to shout. He's got a good voice on him. You know where he's going to be at all times, even if you're blindfolded. Marco, Perlo. You know, <laughs> that's why he's in the heart of defense. You said he uh, went midfield. east, right? Yeah. And he went east in a period of time when opium dens were a thing, presumably. So did he bring back some heroin? And have we now got our second heroin dealer in one fixture? I think you've got a problem here, Robin. Yeah, I think you're the one with the issue here, Robin. It's very Moorish. <laughs> yeah, he... <laughs> yeah, he brought back loads of stuff. He was effectively a merchant. He met like mm. Kublai Khan and he brought back loads of spices. And uh, yeah, I mean, probably, probably technically is, 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 is spice opium. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good kick. coverall, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, this this feels like a strong pick, though, Marco Polo. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, you want some more strong picks? I'll give them to you, Tom. Yeah. In uh, in the heart of the midfield, you've got to have uh, one of the most creative players that humanity has ever seen. It's Leonardo da Vinci. It's so good. Described as literally one of the most creative people in history. He was a painter, sculptor, architect, engineer, botanist. So he can play in every position. A phenomenal utility player. But he's obviously playing uh, in, in midfield. One of the most diversely talented people that's ever lived. Um, you, you must have seen his uh, drawing of the Vitruvian Man. Mm-hmm. Sure. So if that's him, he's got two extra legs, two extra arms. He's just... <laughs> It's helpful, isn't it? He's just an octopus in the middle of the octopus man in the middle of the. So you're bit. hoping that that was a, a self-portrait, the uh, yeah, the, I'm, assu- the, I'm assuming anatomical study. <laughs> he's also attributed with effectively inventing the helicopter before it ever happened. Mm. So if he's, I mean, it did happen eventually. So he's he's got a chopper. Yeah. Why not? It'd be good. Yeah, it'd be good at corners well, on yeah. the pitch. <laughs> yeah, he's just in his helicopter. Just launch a corner really high, and he'll just drop down from his uh, from his helicopter. Mm. Nut I, it in. I hate to, I hate to pour further water into your wine, but they actually made Leonardo da Vinci's helicopter. They followed his designs as perfectly as as could be done in the modern era, and it just didn't work. It was nothing about it that actually worked. Ah, but he made but, you do the work. He got into your head. Yeah, and he, <laughs> he can also draw an incredibly accurate human dick. So it, you win some, you lose some, don't you, Leonardo? Yeah, the the, the Vitruvian man's got an amazingly intricate penis, doesn't he? Does he? I thought that that's the Why point. Why do you it's know like that the, so quickly? The image, the image is like because the image is like meant to be one of the best anatomical drawings ever created, still to this day. Mm. Also, uh, he uh, is uh, responsible for creating my favorite uh, of the Ninja Mutant Turtles. So I'm in. <laughs> It's a shame in a way that, uh, so he's got two extra arms and two extra legs. Imagine if he had, you know, an extra ball and an extra dick. I don't know. Is that useful? Is it, is the arms are to show like motion, aren't they? So it would be really fun yeah. if, if, he, if, if in the, the dick area he had a flop on and a boner. Well, That'd be great, wouldn't it? This is, <laughs> but this is it. I said, when I said that he invented the helicopter. <laughs> It's a willycopter, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Four lads on a podcast talking about dicks. Talking about dicks. Let's, let's it's going to about- be rather interesting, rather interesting to hear what FIFA has to say about... Um, <laughs> Starting a player with four legs and four arms. I think they're more interested about the Stargate you've got in the goal, mate. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't deny his creativity. That's certainly a... Yeah. And oh, you can't say anything well. against him. You can't yeah. really argue against uh, Da Vinci. It's so good. At all. Or Michelangelo, for that matter. Well, there we go. Next to him. Uh-oh. Next to him oh, is no. close personal friend Michelangelo. I mean, he's also one of the most talented artists of all time. You need that artistry in the middle of the pitch, that flair. These guys are going to be setting up assists all over the place. Um... He, uh, obviously, Creation of Adam, one of his big ones, uh, it's essentially the hand of God, isn't it? He's, so he's going to cheat to win. Hand, hand of God, <laughs> done. Uh, he's, he's also, big big thing that people don't know much about Michelangelo, he's good in the air uh, because he mainly yeah. painted ceilings. So he's very good <laughs> in the air. Very dangerous from corners. Just the two of them, the two of them together, mixing it up. On the bench, I've got Raphael as well. This is the this is the trinity, the trinity of Renaissance artists. Obviously, um, Donatello's there as well, but, you know, making up the full turtles. Yeah. But Donatello, let's face it, not as good nah. as these guys. He did like six sculptures, didn't he? That's it. <laughs> mm. Uh, Michelangelo, uh, I, I could be wrong, but I think he lived really old. For, so, like, what I'm saying is his constitution's incredible. Like, he, I think he was, like, nearly 89 or, or just 89 when he died. And in the 1500s, when that, what, that's, it's incredible. Most people died in their late 20s. So, like, you know, like, I, I just think his constitution is going to be really good. So, uh, mm. you know, that's a, yeah. I think it's a great pick, uh, particularly Stamina. for injury prevention. Stamina He's got 90 mm. minutes in him, hasn't he? Do we know anything about his dick? Yeah. <laughs> Michelangelo's. Michelangelo's uh, dick. It's, it's orange. <laughs> yeah. Turtles reference again. That's why uh, Michelangelo has nunchucks, is because that's what his. Yeah, no, look. Right. Why, how is this the topic we're talking about? I just want to know if the headband that the turtle Michelangelo wears is not actually a headband, it's his dick pulled back between his legs and wrapped no! around his head. <laughs> well, it's not the turtle, it's the, it's the artist. Yeah, but I'm thinking about the main ones. You you should stop. <laughs> but look, if you if you um, look at your suggestions, like Michelangelo and Da Vinci, they were mainly paid by the church. They were also paid by the Medici and those rich families, mm. but they were mainly paid by the church. So you've got the employees. I've got the employer. You know, mm, that's so, really true. <laughs> well, I see what you're saying, but it's national. It's national teams, so they are actually foregoing their earnings. Yes. Uh, a, a club level. That's what we I think, see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, at club right. level, I see what you're saying, and it's fair, but this is the national team here. <laughs> it's so unfair, because who could argue against Da Vinci and Michelangelo and all that? It's just so unfair. Uh, it's, it's just non-controversial, a non-controversial squad, you know? Well, okay, well, let's... As a mix- German, it's much riskier, and you've got some risky people in Italy. You could pick more well, risky... Well, okay, I'll take... I'll mix... For my attacking midfielder, then, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing it up for you. Who, who is more risky than one of the most infamous mob bosses in history? <laughs> Uh, and this is it. If if they're originally, if Michelangelo and and the gang are originally uh, being paid by um, by the church, who pays the church? It's the mob. <laughs> I've got my attacking midfielder is Charles Luciano, otherwise known as Lucky Luciano, one of the original mob bosses. So he started in um, in the Five Point Gang and was the first official boss of the Genovese crime family and was instrumental in the development of the National Crime Syndicate, which is a fact- uh, effectively just a club for mafia bosses. Just like, uh, guys, we should form a union, like a completely illegal <laughs> union, just so that we're all doing all this terrible stuff together and it'd be harder to fight. Uh, it's cool. um, so, so he like, yeah, he like unionized um, mafias. So he he took out uh, his main rival, 
who was uh, Salvatore Maranzano, uh, technically known as, I love this saying, the Capo di Tutti Capito, which basically means he was the <laughs> boss of all the bosses. So he was like head honcho in all of the mafias. He killed him and was like, no, no one is taking this name. No one is taking boss of all bosses. We're all in this together. We're a team. So big team player, even mm. though he did technically m- murder people <laughs> who got in his way. But he's humble. He's, he's humble. How did he die? I think, I, I, well, he was shot. Um, <laughs> he, he was killed by somebody who disagreed with him, effectively. Proper team player. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, that's not true, actually. Uh, he, he actually died of a heart attack in, uh, in, in Naples Airport. There you go. Oh. I did actually know the answer to that. Um, did he get shot and then have a heart attack? Be like, holy fuck, I've been <laughs> shot. No, he was just meet. He was just meeting someone uh, and just had a full heart attack, not knowing that uh, the police were actually going to arrest him that day for a whole bunch of things, uh, and they oh. thought it was fake. But he was like, no, I've, I, no, I've fully just died of a heart attack in the middle of the airport. He probably died because he saw the um, the starting five of the German team on the news. <laughs> <laughs> just saw them at the uh, airport. And was like, nope. Um, but he's called Lucky. He's called Lucky for the reason that he survived a bunch of, uh, of, of different assassination attempts. Um, okay. He survived a brutal attack which should have left him dead. So he's called Lucky. And that, I mean, you need luck. And if, oh, yeah. if luck is gravitating towards him, that's helpful. It's really, really helpful, isn't it? Yeah, so you've got, you've got luck gravitating towards him and planets gravitating towards Galileo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Also, yeah. a, a mob boss, so probably knows his way around a gun, you know. Uh, mm. So yeah. therefore, we can say that he does know how to shoot. So attacking well, exactly, that's, why he's in the, that's exactly why he's in the attacking element it. of this rotating diamond. Um, yeah, he's quick to shoot as well. Um, and, he, and he hits his targets <laughs> pretty often. He sounds like he could be on the FIFA executive committee. <laughs> that's always helpful there's good there's going to be a lot of underhanded stuff there because um so you had a player coach i've i've actually got a director of football uh it's berlusconi and i just think he's gonna have <laughs> he's gonna have a lot of dealings there with fifa as well i mean he is literally the tw- the world's most 12th most powerful man and he owns ac milan so he's got he's got the pedigree yeah. he's, oh, yeah. he's got history um, so that's that's my main my main gang. Uh, I've got a few people on the bench. Julius Caesar, it's just a good attacking option. Didn't isn't it? even make the team. Julius, no, Caesar. He's, he's on the bench. He's on the bench oh, uh, alongside uh, Rocky Balboa as well. He packs a punch. <laughs> it's pretty important to have, have him on there. Um, and I think as well, we've we're, we're pretty. We've got a lot of swag in the Italian team. We the the kit. We're dripping in Gucci, mate. Uh, <laughs> training gear made by Armani. Yeah. Training gear by Armani. We're rocking up in Ferraris and Vespers. It's, we're going to be looking <laughs> boss. Vespers. <laughs> All right, then. It sounds like a stylish team, doesn't it? It's so strong. It's so strong. Sam, run us through one final time your Fantasy Five. In goal, we've got Galileo. Uh, defensive midfield, Marco Polo. In the centre of the park, Da Vinci and Michelangelo. And just a little bit further forward, a lucky Luciano. There it is. That is the Italian team. We've got two big teams lining up. We're going to have to see how our managers now feel about their chances. Christian, you've now just heard uh, Sam's Italian team. You know yours. What do you think of this result is going to be coming up? The, these teams are about to go against each other. Do you think you're going to win? Do you think it's going to be close? Thoughts and feelings, please. Right. So if this was an art contest, I would say Italy <laughs> has probably got some good chances winning. 
or if this was like proper criminal gang activity, you know, one on one, <laughs> I'd probably bet my money on Italy. But since we're still talking football, there's no way they can beat us. Just no way. I mean, Galileo, really, he's probably <laughs> never walked a mile in his life. And then you've got, well, that's probably why you're putting him in goal. But um, you've got, I don't know, Lucky Luciano. That sounds like a made-up guy who runs an Italian restaurant in Shoreditch. I don't know. I don't believe that's a guy, you know. <laughs> and then you've got, all right, Michelangelo and Da Vinci. Okay, okay. Two old guys, good with the, uh, you know, with the old pencil. But we're, we're playing football here. So I don't, I don't see it. I don't see, I see that most of the audience will, will leave the stadium halfway through the first half because we're winning it so immensely. <laughs> Emmerich, you know, Emmerich alone is going to just score like a maniac with all his disastrous moves, you know. <laughs> Look, I mean, I like Italy. It's always been good games, Germany, Italy. But this one, I see more of a Germany against North Macedonia. Oh, my God, shit, we lost against them, didn't we? So. <laughs> oh, it was so convincing until you picked someone you lost to recently. <laughs> well, I mean, Christian sounds very confident. Sam, after hearing after hearing Christian's team, after hearing those, frankly, damning uh, thoughts on your picks, how are you feeling? Uh, I think it's going to be a fascinating tactical game. You've got It's a battle of wits versus the battle of flair. Um, mm. And I, I think... If I'm honest, I think they might cancel each other out. This, this, this has got a classic championship draw, go to penalties written all over it. Do you know what I liked about that? Is that the German side went for an elaborate description of like over the top victory and the Italian was very measured and sensible. Like, <laughs> we, we just had opposite reactions to the teams. I'm so excited. Ladies and gentlemen, those are our fantasy fives. There's only one thing left to do. It's time for kickoff. Welcome to Germany's home ground, Oktoberfest. The beer is in full flow, just like this match is about to be. The German team have arrived at their home stadium today in their team bus, the Popemobil, made by German company Mercedes-Benz. They really are doing it all today. And Italy have all arrived on individual Vespers, weaving dangerously in and out of traffic. And we're off to Vinci and Michelangelo stroking the ball around majestically. Michelangelo brushes off marks like a tying slave. He's an angel. But Roland Emmerich stops his run like a stone wall. Caesar watching on from the bench for Italy. He has always had trouble with the Germans. Lucky Luciano is on the ball, and he shoots and kills the linesman with his pistol. He then has a go with his feet, too. Oh, can Emmanuel save it? Emmanuel can't. 1-0 Italia. Karl Marx to Albert Einstein. Einstein to Pope Benedict XVI, who summons down some thunderbolts and lightning. Very, very frightening for Galileo. Galileo? Galileo Figaro. And the Pope slams home a miraculous shot, making it one all. Oh! Uh, Marco Polo attempting to implement some of the tactics he brought back from the Chinese leagues. But Pope Benedict is having none of it, as his Catholic missionaries arrived in China 20 years before Polo even left Venice. Michelangelo has been quiet so far this half. He's uh, complaining he'd rather be eating pizza and partying, dude. Turns out the turtles are much more biographical than I thought. 
half-time now and the Pope is insisting all music is hearsay. So, I guess we'll be hearing a lot from the Naughties pop group. He said heresy, Tom. Oh, right. Abject silence and prayer it is, then. We're off again, and straight away, it's a long ball that Da Vinci is unable to get onto. Karl Marx will clean up with a lovely bit of control off the chest. Top Marx. He goes to pass it, but slips. Oh, he skids along the pitch on his bum. Bottom marks. Here comes Albert Einstein moving down the wing at the speed of light. He looks in unstoppable form. A perfectly calculated cross into Roland Emmerich, who, as a very visual director, has already lined up the perfect shot. It's too good for Galileo. It's in. Oh, it's 2-1 to the Germans. Break in play now, and Michelangelo has caught up with Pope Benedict and has gone over to him angrily waving a piece of paper. Ah, yes, it's an invoice which is currently 508 years overdue for the painting of the Sistine Chapel. Roland Emmerich has got in the middle of them and promises the church will pay the day after tomorrow. Da Vinci is on the ball and Karl Marx comes in with a superb tackle. Da Vinci looked like he was actively trying to be dispossessed there. He does love to draw a good tackle. Lucky Luciano escapes from a tackle just as he escaped to Cuba from his Sicilian exile. Passes to Michelangelo, but wait. Michelangelo is changing form. It, it, it's, it's Raphael! What an incredible transfiguration! The change has baffled Kant, who ponders his own existence as the Trinity strikes it home for 2-2. The Italians are 2-on-1 with Kant. Surely they'll score. Luciano with the shot, but... Oh! Oh no! Roland Emmerich has edited in a special effects shot of the Stargate. (laughs) The ball flies through the portal into who knows where. Einstein immediately goes to his notes and reconsiders his entire theory on black holes. Mere minutes left and Michelangelo is arguing with Donatello on the bench about who made the better David. It's allowed Einstein to venture forward into space. Obviously Galileo has seen him with his telescope. Einstein's mass and energy are the same physical entity. But it doesn't matter as Roland Emmerich coerces Godzilla onto the pitch and he tramples defender Marco Polo. Marco? Marco? Einstein passes to Pope Benedict and with a subtle nod of appreciation to mutual hero Jesus, the Pope buries the ball into the corner. The Germans are ahead again. It's 3-2. Well, this is unusual. Immanuel Kant is leaving the stadium early due to his binding moral obligations. It's what he does. And now and Da Vinci Da Vinci is walking off too. Apparently he's hungry as he didn't quite finish his last supper. Albert Einstein has also had enough. He's heading into the Oktoberfest halls to find one single large beer. Or in German, Einstein. With players wandering off the pitch willy-nilly, the referee decides to blow the final whistle. 3-2 to Germany. Back to the studio. 
Well, what a game. It's a victory for Germany. Christian, how are you feeling? Oh, my God, I'm over the moon. I mean, I did see it coming, but still, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I mean, congratulations, Sam. Com commiserations. Well, Galileo can see Christian being over the moon through his telescope. But that's, <laughs> that's the only consolation. The only consolation I have. Normally so strong defensively, Italy, but not today. Not today, indeed. Ladies and gents, please let us know uh, what you thought of this episode, any episode on social media. We are at Noise Next Door on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and everything else. We'd love to hear from you. You can also, of course, follow Christian Schultz-Delow. Uh, Christian, where can people find more of your stuff? So my website is germancomedian.com, which was still available. I know, I was quite surprised myself. <laughs> and that links to all my social media. It's probably easier than trying to spell my name correctly. I, I sometimes get it wrong. German comedian. That is, that's going to be easy to find. Uh, thank you all so much for listening today. Thank you, of course, to our producer, Paul, who makes us sound lovely. Follow Fantasy Five on your preferred podcast provider. Give us a review if there's something you can do. Next time on Fantasy Five, Robin. It's Spain versus Austria with special guest Ignacio Lopez. I am, can't wait, can't wait for the Spanish fixture. We have got a lot to look forward to these Euro specials. Thank you for listening. It's time for us to hit the showers. I stand, I just don't think your theory is very complicated. Well, I would say, Galileo, that is because you do not understand E equals MC squared. <laughs> A Stargate ball to face. You didn't see that one coming. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.